every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. She has a bag of solutions under her arm here. She does. <laughs> Happy New Year, Phil. And to you as well, Fran, and to the listeners as well. Great to see you. We were talking off air there. You had a lovely Christmas. Lovely, lovely, lovely really lovely. Yes, yeah, thank you. Great, isn't it? All right, we launch in, Phil. So the first letter of the brand New Year then. Dear Phil, my ex-wife and I broke up uh, four years ago. Although the split wasn't friendly at the beginning and was probably handled badly by both of us, we have thankfully now reached a stage where we have somewhat of an amicable relationship. We have three children under 10 and we remain committed and devoted to making sure they're happy. I had a partner but we broke up just before Christmas. We had been together for a year. My ex-wife has a partner for the last year and a half and he just moved in with her before Christmas. I don't have much to do with him and have only met him a few times. The kids seem to like him. My issue is that when I had the kids over Christmas, my youngest told me that their mom wants them to call her partner dad now that he has moved in. I asked the oldest child about it and he told me it was true. Uh, but he only calls him dad when he's at home. Uh, but he knows that I'm his proper dad. I'm really upset about it and angry that my ex-wife would ask them to do that without even discussing it with me in the first place. It feels like a total slap in the face and I think it's really disrespectful to me. I'd never dream of asking them to call another woman mum. Is it worth broaching the subject with my ex? I feel like it's a done deal, but I'm really cross about it. Well, I, I'll tell you, Fran, it's certainly not a done deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this, like this, this is a, a sort of a, a real sad situation Isn't because yeah. if they broke up four years and they have three children under 10, the oldest was six mm-hmm. when that happened, or maybe less mm-hmm. because we don't know. We just know they're under 10. Um, and it, it's a very formative, the first seven years in any child's life is very formative time because all of the skills required to cope and progress are in that time. And when you get this kind of a mixed mashup of relationships, partners coming, going, gone, um, I think it's a very confusing time for children. And it's, I really do think that the mother is wrong in this case to ask the children to call a guy she's with for a year and a half, um, you dad. know, to 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 move yeah. to call him dad. He's not their dad. Their dad is their dad. He, if they mum marries this guy, he'll be a stepdad. But it's um, it's it's wrong what she did, and I think the the father of the children is right. I don't think he should use terminology like it's a done deal. There is no such thing as a done deal. And I do think that they should avail of family mediation services of some sort because when there's a martial breakdown, a martial breakdown, and when there's um, children in the mix, it's a very, very confusing, upsetting, destabilising element to their lives. It's just wrong that the mum is trying to normalise the new relationship and claim the children as, you know, they're the family now and the father is kind of excluded. And do you think it may be because they're so young she's trying to give them a stability of some kind? Yeah, but you know, what do you say about you're going to your father for the weekend? Oh, your real father. Uh, You know, it's, it's not the right way to go about it and there's there's certainly an element where there should and there, there's very good people out there that can speak to children about martial breakdown and b- 
breakups and things like that and, and even loss and series like loss through death and stuff like that there's a lot of really good services that help children no matter what their age to come to terms now this might seem very flippant um, this this what we're discussing about but the father is deeply upset mm. that mm. she should ask her children with him to call another man their dad because he's not their dad and she should be clear about that Mm. So know. he should broach. The he subject. absolutely yeah. should broach it, and if it if it means that you know, I mean, I'm sure there's relationship counselling and that available to people anyway, um, and they should avail of it. But I think all the advice would be that he share, certainly should um, express his views in a strong enough context to the the former wife or partner, whatever she was, and just say, "Look, I'm their dad." Mm. And don't try and dilute my role because obviously they have shared custody. But I'm saying obviously you yeah. would that you would imagine. Yeah. But I mean it does appear that the children do go to Yes, and it's amicable enough as Absolutely. As, as, and as you know, and it there, was you know. very troublesome. Like all yes. relationship breakdowns are very like it's just not kind of oh, you know, this is a process now, we must go through this and at X number of time we'll all feel great again, everything will be okay and everything will be happy. This is maybe the mother trying to normalise a situation because as you said, the children are very young. Mm. Um, but I still think that's very wrong when the father of the children is the father of the children. He is their dad. And do you know what struck me when you were talking about complex situations for kids? People rarely talk about that, isn't it? Because, isn't that and interesting? It, it is interesting because when you're talking about a child, it's usually... It's, it can be quite easy to identify, say, if a tragedy happens in an area or a town or a village. Nearly everyone knows what you're talking about. But, like, there are really, really good services available in terms of bereavement counselling mm. and all sorts of services that are there in the background. People hopefully will get in touch and, and let us know of services that they were able to benefit from because every situation is a learning situation for us all. Yes. And I just think that this man is not overreacting uh, but to, to even think it's a done deal, he's doubting his role as as the importance he is in those children's lives. Is it very difficult, do you think, Phil, for kids not to be affected later on in life from these situations? You see, everything informs how you are in life. And I suppose, Fran, to an extent, we normalise an awful lot of things because people just get used to families breaking down or breaking up. We get used to people not being in a relationship. We get used to situations where parents are 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 together but they're not married but they're in a formal relationship and they're all they all work and they're all fine but when you have a situation for instance where there's a child with special needs or there's there's a house where there's there's wrongdoing going on that's visited to the children by the parents you have all sorts of complexities and you haven't we definitely do not have enough social workers and their work is extremely difficult it's extremely difficult to take a child out of what they knew as a home and um, so it's a very destabilizing thing so it the the oldest can only be 10 mm, yeah can yeah, only be so. 10 and is probably less so the youngest could be anything from, 
you know, it could be anything from four onwards. My God. Yeah. You so, know, so I mean, it's yeah. complex, Fran, but I, I think you shouldn't just take it as is and, um, yeah. you know, just say, oh, this is a done deal. All right, our second letter, a very different one then. Dear Phil, I just found out through one of my children that my 19-year-old daughter is on OnlyFans. I admit I didn't even know what OnlyFans was, and when I did some research into it, it seems that my daughter is selling videos of herself naked to strangers online. I was so appalled and upset by it, and I confronted her. Uh, She told me to relax, that it's not a big deal, and most girls her age are doing it to make some extra money. Uh, She says she's in no danger because she never meets these people in person, but what's to stop anybody from sharing pictures of her online? She doesn't seem to grasp that this could be really damaging for her. She says, I'm too old to get it, and that she and other girls who do it find it empowering. Am I missing a trick here? To me, it seems like prostitution, and I'm absolutely devastated. What can I do? What do you know about OnlyFans to begin with, anyway? Look, OnlyFans is an online streaming platform. Um, It's an app that was created in 2016, and um, the users pay for private content for photos, videos, pictures, live streams um, and with a monthly subscription. So, and it's not a big and amount. Is it interactive with the, with the person? I mean, yeah, yeah. live, live interaction? Yeah, it? It, fitness trainers, models, public figures and content creators oh, would those, be in there. Yes. Yeah, so they would be influencers that would be on Instagram. If they go and put themselves on OnlyFans, they can monetize what they're right. doing. And they get, they get, like some, there's people in Ireland would make maybe 40, 50, 60 grand a month, wow. friend. So we're talking about, but unlike wow. YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat, um, the OnlyFans fans allows explicit sexual contact. Right. But not just explicit contact. No, so no, no. Going, it, it okay. does other things as well. Right. So OnlyFans in itself is not wrong. But this father or this parent, mm. um, 19 years old, is selling naked pictures mm. of herself. Yes. Now, there, there, I know it. effectively OnlyFans is live porn. Mm. As that aspect of it, that they right. allow the explicitness of this content. So I would say that this is not a good idea at 19 years of age. There, There's ways and means now, I think, of exploiting people. And I think if, if she went, let's just say she went for a job or trained to be a teacher or a nurse or <laughs> a barrister or a judge or any of the rest of it, Anyway, it, I think it's it's something that even though she sees now as being something very flippant and not that important, and the parent here is an, an old drag, yeah, you know, for yeah. kind of being being so cross about it. It must be awful for for parents or siblings God, to look imagine. at pictures of their daughter, child, sister, whatever, doing this kind of stuff on on in public. And she's saying it's empowering for her. You see, I think the you can get sucked into kind of what is it anyway? Everyone's got a body. Everyone's the mm. same. It's not the point. I think you have to have decorum. You have to do something to protect yourself. I think this mm. does highlight a, a part where people are becoming almost, you know, getting used to this sort of mm. content that it's no big deal 
I think, I suppose maybe for our generation, it's an awful big deal. Mm. But um, I I would definitely think um, that she really and truly is making a mistake. I don't know. She's probably making big money from this, her. Yes, she just said she's making money, some extra money. But I, I, I don't, and, and so we don't even know mm. the extent of it. All I know is that on looking up around the old, the whole OnlyFans thing, a lot of OnlyFans is innocent. It's influencers, it's mm. people that can get up on the internet and they can do lovely dances and all the rest of it. And then you get someone else copying them and they're like a big clot hopper around <laughs> <laughs> the place. And it's quite funny. Yeah. But like, I do think that... Um, she says she never meets these people in person. So she's what she's doing is she's she's almost like she's in a private booth yeah, yeah. and her relationship is only with whoever's looking at her and paying her to show bits of herself. That really right, should be kept she's under compartmentalizing the whole thing, is she that is, it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I suppose it's easy to do that, Fran, if you're getting money into your account and you just think, Wow, this is great. Um and eventually she will be got to in mm. some way and say, you know, if you do this, this and this and if you include this person with you and then maybe another we'll person or whatever will give you extra and you'll definitely make more money this is what you can the, do. The father's um, concern as well about you know anonymity or maybe her pictures going up you know, on other platforms taken from the, I, I, I don't know how protected and, this platform see, and I, is. And I don't either accept yeah. that any platform that allows ex- explicit content of a sexual nature is not something that you should take lightly mm. because even though it might be fun and even though she might have a fantastic figure mm. or not, it doesn't really matter mm. because at the end of the day, it's it's like you're selling your body Mm. As the same as if you were in, you were involved in prostitution, it's kind of like. Would you put it on par? I I would really, Fran, because yeah. do you know what? It's only when you get desensitized to what's morally right or wrong. Mm. I think that it's very easy to cross a line. Yes. And and putting yourself on public display, um, nudity on public display, it, it's it's just. It's not something that you'd want in your CV. Plus, she's only nineteen. The very young, you know, very, very young. young yeah. And you know, I mean, it's what's. I I think it does put you at risk because it does get out quite quickly that if your one is making loads, she's delighted because there might be an innocence there. Mm. She mightn't be mature enough to be able to deal with unexplained or unexpected consequences from doing this kind of behaviour. I'd question what she says as well, that most girls her age are doing this. I, I'd question. I, I wouldn't think there are uh, yeah. most girls. There are, there is good few people on, on doing this. And like I said, it would be very rare to be making the 80, 90 grand. But I yes. did read up about it and I did see um, excerpts where, where people are doing really, really, when I say well, they're doing well in a monetary perspective. Yes. They certainly are doing well by themselves, I would think. But is there anything to stop the the, the guy next door from watching these things? I mean, no, only fans. No. If he wants to pay if, to if watch her, there, he or, can, or if he wants right. to get at the window and okay. have a look in, right. he'll get God, it for free. Right. The poor father. That's all I have to say. The poor oh, father. Yeah. I, I just think it's it, it's really really sad, and I I just think as well that when something becomes, in a way, normalised, it's. It's easy for people to kind of fool themselves. Well, look, I'm making loads. I'm going to be able to buy the car. I'm going to be able to pay off my college fees. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to buy a house. It, it's it's such a way, like 
they don't see consequences of getting, I suppose, internet yes. internet notoriety. Yes, of course. They they see the positives of yeah. it. And the images can hang around. For, well, they, for a they're long never time. going to go away, yeah. Fran. If they're yeah. on their in, internet, they're not going to go away. All right, letter number three, our final one then. Dear Phil, last year I decided to give up drinking because it just wasn't agreeing with me anymore and I was really suffering for uh, days afterwards, so I decided that was it. I don't really miss drinking and I feel it was the right decision for me. The only thing is, every time I was out over Christmas, I kept getting comments from friends and family. I'm a woman in my 30s and all I heard was, uh, when I said I wasn't drinking, have you news? Uh, if I hear it one more time, I will scream. When I tried to explain that I just didn't enjoy drinking anymore, so I gave it up, nobody would accept that answer and would quiz me on it if I had a drinking problem, for example, or did I do something that I regretted? It's insane. So why can't people in this country just accept people who don't drink? What is the best way to reply to this constant interrogation? You know, I kind of have sympathy for her, really. I mean, asking people asking if you have news just because you're not doing something. You could have a very early start the next morning. You could be driving to and from the pub. You could be doing anything. You could be on antibiotics. You could be... There's numerous reasons. You could be trying to get pregnant. Mm. There's a whole raft of reasons why people choose not to drink. People should just mind their own business and leave them alone. But we're incapable of that, you see. I think people should be told, would you ever feck off? off. You know, I'm so glad that it was fake came out there. Not half as glad as I am. <laughs> you have a dumb button. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten to it in time, I think. Um, yeah, but you'd be that strong about it, would you? I would, that, yeah. You know, I think yeah. people should mind their, mind own, their business. own business. And yeah. I, I really don't think it's that big a deal. Um, there's, there's a lot of people would never, ever take notice. They would just assume that somebody is driving or they have something else to do or whatever, why would you put yourself at risk of getting now maybe double points and put know. off the road if you're if you're caught over the limit? There's still so many people that that's happening to. It's why like, can't we accept if we're having a drink that there's somebody in our company not having it? Why is that an Irish thing? I, I don't know, but you see, I, I and I know this happened right um, where I was out with somebody and they asked the barman to please give them an alcohol-free beer, but in a glass that didn't have zero, zero on it. <laughs> and I mean, when you have to go to that extent so people would leave you alone, now they'd probably know after a while you wouldn't be you wouldn't be slurping <laughs> off an old pint of zero, zero, anything. But, um, you know, I mean, people really have a kind of an interest. And the worst thing for women is kind of, oh, have you news? Yeah, I know. You know, and I mean, people. And if you're be, struggling to be pregnant, that's, I mean, that, yeah, and you know what? That struggle nightmare. is much much greater than people think. Yeah. And also, even if men decide to, and a lot of people are doing dry January, as I am myself. Are you? I'm a saint. God bless you. But there's a there's a lot of people and men as well who would be advised to really, really not have alcohol or to really cut down if there's an infertility issue mm. within the couple. Or within mm. the the because that the can be an issue, can't it? Oh gosh, it can. Well, I mean, alcohol definitely. Um, it, it's 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 generally considered not to be a good idea if you <laughs> like if if you want to be having nice babies <laughs> and all the rest of it. Like it's yes. better it's better if people don't drink. But I think I think mind your own business. I don't think that happens in other countries. I don't as much think so. As it either. happens here. 
Yeah. I think people really cross lines. They have no boundaries at all if they're full of pints and you're not. Yeah, and, uh, and do you know, I mean, most of us are guilty. So I remember years and years ago in America being invited to back to somebody's house for a drink. And the band went went back. Of course, thinking that there was, but we got a drink. Yeah, and that that was it. And they saw nothing wrong with that. And we could have a cup of coffee then as well or something. But yeah, uh, but we were horrified. Yeah, like, where's the because rest of you it? see, our our culture would be that if you're going back to a house for a, a drink, session. it means you're going in for a great session, <laughs> and it's an absolute party, and there's barrels of beer outside, I and know, they have a yeah. clinked up. No, instead we had small talk sober, which was very difficult. Very well. You see, again, you're not as much crack, and you don't see as much crack in things if you don't have that big relaxant that alcohol yeah. is. So it's. And are um, we uncomfortable then with the person who's sober because we might be making agents of ourselves? Is that? No, is that? I think the person that's sober is uncomfortable with some of the boundaries that oh, can yeah. be crossed because people have the, they they're so free with their contributions in yes. terms of their opinion and in terms of you know what you are or what you aren't and oh you're much better crack when you have a few in or you know it's it's a real kind of um, it's almost like well you should go somewhere else like home come back and pick us up because yeah. you're not any crack you're at not all any when crack. you're not you're not, having you're not drink. part of the gang and, and though, I've but... seen people that that wouldn't ever be drinking and you would not know that they're not fun yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're great fun. And people with personalities that don't need the additional crutch, I suppose, to... But to you're, you're right, I think it's very much an Irish thing. Even though there seems to be a bit of a sort of a, a cult thing going on online now, that, that sobriety seems to be almost becoming fashionable in some way. Yeah, but you know what? There's there's always swings and roundabouts yeah, in terms of, yeah. of uh, you know, what comes into fashion and people go on these, you know, these clean eating and they go on all sorts of diets, whereas you're much better off just being sort of, you know, I mean, dry, dry January is a thing. Why are you doing dry, uh, dry January? By because way? I just like to, I like, my son's getting married next year. I have to be slender as a reed. <laughs> Of course. So if I stayed in January, I could do it in February, so March, and so April. So it's a health thing. It's a, it's uh, a no. It's a choice. Okay. An absolute choice. Okay. Um, it's it's just something. It's not a big deal. And will you find that hard? Not a bit. All not right. a bit. I wouldn't even think about it when mm-hmm. when I make a decision on something. It's just not something that would bother me. Yeah, I'm not sure what it says about me now, but I'd prefer to stay at home if I wasn't able to have a. Have a drink. Yeah, but I wouldn't be going out a lot now either. Right, yeah, okay. uh, You know, I yeah. mean, I well, I, anyway, I was kind of laid up there for a while because mm. of the breaking two legs, but... Um, it, One you know, leg would do anybody. Oh, but. I sure listen, it would overdo <laughs> everything. But, um, you know, I it, it was just a, a thing. So I, I don't mind going out and not having a drink at all. I don't mind that. Right. So, so this lady needs to get sort of up front with, with her friends and tell them lads, to would you ever stop concentrating on me and enjoy your night and I'll enjoy the night and just leave us alone mind your own business yeah mind your own business I love it it's great to have you back Phil thanks thanks very much Thank indeed you, and uh, by the way if you have an issue that you would like Phil to have a look at it's uh, tip today at tipfm.com and if you want to put dear Phil in uh, the subject line there we'll know what you're, what you're at alright we'll take a break we're back with more Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie